Hey you guys and happy Monday. Welcome to another Monday Mornings with Michael. This is your host Michael and today is September 26, 2022. And let me start by asking as always, how did your past week go? How did your weekend go? We hope that it was a great week leading into your weekend and that you did get some time to relax, recover, recoup and get ready for this beginning week which is starting right now our last and final week in the month of september is that not insane or what i know i always feel like i'm mentioning this of just like whoa it is going so fast everything is going by so fast and before you know it it'll be october which is my birthday month but it'll also be into the holiday season so we are like buckle up we're going <laughs> we are just go 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 we are gone we're there whoa okay crazy but let me tell you a bit about my past week because it was a bit all over the place and felt like whoa just so tiring and a bit exhausting but mostly it was towards the end of the week because on thursday well let's start it off with thursday thursday i was coming home from my morning job i usually ride my scooter there so i was riding my scooter home my arms were very full and before i knew it i was like two blocks away from home i was on the ground so yes I unfortunately fell off my scooter. It sounds really dumb and it's stupid, but when you're as tall as I am, I'm 6'2", and probably around 150 pounds, so yeah, it's skinny, but it's still a lot of weight to be going, and I wasn't going that fast, but I still banged up myself pretty bad on my left side. I, you know, didn't ruin the stuff I was holding, but, you know, I think I, I'm you know, I tried really hard to save that without even meaning to, but I did kind of scrape up my face a bit, just two little scratches on my face, my hand where I somewhat, you know, I caught myself, but obviously not because I still hit my face, <laughs> but where I attempted to catch myself, that got all scratched up and kind of bloody, and then mostly on my knee was where I got some bad like road rash where I had to wrap that up, and then my hip and basically my left side. So I haven't been able to sleep well on my left side because it's been very painful. As of now though, I can take off the bandages that I had around my knee and they have scabbed and I'm putting new sport on. So that is going okay. But it was just so odd because I've been riding the scooter for such a long time since, you know, well, since I was little, but then in college was when I really got into it because that was my main form of transportation, that along with the bus to get to college, to get around college. I can ride with no hands. I have since learned to ride the unicycle. I ride a bike all the time. I rollerblade. Everything is around balance and being fit and active and going and doing just a lot. So it's not like I haven't ridden in a while or I don't know what I'm doing or I'm old, so my balance is bad. It's like, no, I am fully prepared to ride this thing. And yes, my hands were full, but I've also, you know, also ridden a lot with my hands full. So when people would ask like, what happened? I decided to say, and what I've been saying is that I don't really know one second I was riding, the next I was on the ground. And it was basically, you know, I was just meant to fall. <laughs> I don't know if something got caught in the tire, if the handlebars flipped, if, you know, I don't know what. But it was good that I fell to the side because back in college, I actually flew over my handlebars when I was going fast and it was a terrible accident. I gashed open my chin, which needed three stitches. I chomped down hard on my jaw. Well, the impact was in my, my chin where it split open, but my teeth, I was spitting out chips of teeth in that accident. Very scraped up, very, very painful. So in comparison, this was much less painful, even though the like the road rash that, you know, it hurts a lot <laughs> just for the, the next few days because anything that barely touches it, it causes a lot of pain. 
So it was a better fall than that one and that I could get up, but I, I still had to scooter home. <laughs> and so I was grateful that I, it was not that bad, but it was also one of those, like, I have no idea what happened and I just have to be okay with that because it's not worth like, oh, I shouldn't have been doing this or I should have done this better or, you know, there there's so much that you could say in life with like, I could have, I should have, I would have, I, I wish I had done this and this and I just have to be like, you know what, it's fine. I fell, I was meant to fall and I think looking a step backwards too and what I've told a couple of people is that who knows why it happened but maybe that in itself protected me from something else way worse that could have happened whether that was you know I was planning on going to the gym later that day so maybe I would have gotten in a car crash and either totaled my car or I could have died or been even more severely injured or more injured because I wasn't severely (laughs) injured in this accident but I could have been severely injured I could have died I don't know, but it kept me going from the gym on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So maybe I just wasn't supposed to be swimming during this time, or I could have had an accident at the gym, or I could have been attacked. You know, there's so much that could have happened that we will never know. So rather than me trying to be too upset or hard on myself for that, I just have to be like, you know what? I basically was destined to fall, and it happened, and I've been at home recovering So that is that. But I think the funny thing, whenever I do fall and I don't fall too much, I think on my rollerblades, I've only fallen once and it was during like the 2020 time and I slipped on something going up a curb and I landed sitting on a curb. So landed straight on my butt. I dropped a Trenta ice drink from Starbucks and that just shattered and I lost that. But I didn't actually get hurt from that because your butt has padding, even though, you know, I don't have much padding <laughs> on me. But I was like, why am I sitting on a curb now? Because that also happened extremely fast. Usually with rollerblades, I can catch myself. Same with scooters. I can fly off, but still catch my balance. But saying when I do fall, my first instinct is like, oh my goodness, did someone see me? That was embarrassing. And how embarrassing. I'm a grown up and I fell off whatever I'm on. That was usually the first thought, so embarrassment. The second thought, though, is, oh my gosh, I've fallen. Is anyone there watching me? Is someone going to help me? Are they going to see if I'm okay? (laughs) More of, and I think that's pulling from when you're a little kid. You're like, where's my parents? Where's someone to help me? Like, what if, and even as you get older, like, what if you were really injured or you hit your head? You can't get back up. You shouldn't be getting back up. And I always realize when that, so I go through the embarrassment, then, oh, is anyone going to see if I'm okay? And I always realize, no, there was no one there. No one saw, no one cares. So what do you do? You get back up, brush yourself off and keep going. But I will say, because I was a lifeguard for many years, like one of the best things you can do if you fall is just to stay down. Stay down for a couple seconds, maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And I know it sounds like intense because if someone is watching, they'll be like, they just died. (laughs) They just passed out. But when your body is going through that so fast, like I couldn't even think, I didn't know what was happening because if I knew what was happening, I could have caught myself and regained my balance. So ergo, I didn't know what's happening. So I was just on the ground and you do need to take a couple seconds to be like, okay, I still have consciousness. I didn't go out of consciousness. What did I hit? My hand hurts. (laughs) My face hurts. My knee really hurts and my hip hurts. Okay. My hat went flying too. So I was like, eventually stayed there for a couple of seconds. Then you sit up. So it's a very like slow getting up. And that's my advice. If you do fall is you don't need to jump right back up because what if you did hit your head? What if the blood rushes and you pass out because you are faint or you're dizzy and you know, there's so much that can happen. So 
my tip for you is if you do fall, just stay on the ground. And that's something else. Lifeguards, we would tell people, like, don't get up. Wait there. Make sure you're okay. Regain your senses. Your, you know, be calm about it. Say it, you know, where are you hurting? What did you hit? Did you hit your head? How are you feeling? And then slowly set them up. You know, it's baby steps from there on. So that's my advice with that. But yeah, so I fell off my scooter, <laughs> which sounds so cheesy, but when you tell other people that, because it is a push scooter, even though I do think an electric scooter would hurt quite a bit if you fell off of one of those, but this was a push scooter, and yeah, you can still get hurt. But, so that was Thursday's craziness. Then Friday, I worked till 11 a.m. at my morning job, then I walked the dogs at 11.50 for about an hour, hour 20 minutes, then ran home and got lunch because I was supposed to be meeting my friend Jordan at 2 p.m. to go biking. Then I was leaving his house after we biked for a couple miles. Around like 3.50 or 3.55, I was home at 4.15 because I then only had 15 minutes to get everything set up to jump on my interview call, which, exciting news, is going to be the business that is featured this week. So we are going to announce that later today on our social media. So check out Fisher Philbrick at Fisher Philbrick on Instagram because we're going to announce the business that it is. But that interview was at 4 30 so it, it was already cutting it kind of close and I was like but you know what I had prepared you know we already have the questions ready to go so just kind of refreshing on that and getting there and then we had the interview starting at 4 30 but there was some stuff here and there so like some technical stuff that had us going later because I had already asked if we could move up the time by half an hour to start at 4 30 because I was supposed to be picking someone up from the airport like a week and a half ago, I drove this woman to the airport, kind of, I guess to make it the simplest, as a family friend. So I drove her to the airport, and she had thought, because she had been letting me know a couple months ago, that she would be back on like a Saturday or a Sunday. And I'm like, as long as it's in the afternoon, because we go to church on Sunday mornings, it should be fine. Well, like two weeks before, she had let me know like, oh, I'm coming back Friday at 6:20, and it's in San Francisco. Well, not San Francisco, but San Francisco International Airport (SFO). It's in really like Millbrae or San Bruno, so it's it's not quite up to San Francisco, but it's still about 40 minutes from where I'm at. So I was like, I'm supposed to be on a call from five to six. That would only give 20 minutes. So I worked it out so we could do an earlier call. But then with everything that went on with the call, and it was a really fun talk. So I'm excited for you to hear it. But we're both pretty chatty. So I was like oh man, we're cutting it close. So I didn't get off that call until probably 5.45 or 5.50. And then I still needed to drive 40 minutes. So I was about 10 minutes late from when I should have been there. But it ended up working. The woman was okay. She doesn't mind waiting. She would rather get somewhere and wait than be rushed or not be ready for the person to pick them up, if that makes sense. But even at the airport, because I was already crunched for time, I was supposed to be going to United and for some reason I was just reading the signs. If you don't if you haven't been to like a big airport and when you're alone, you have to navigate where you're going. There's so many different terminals and different lanes like you need to be in this lane to get here. And I was in, you know, arrival so I'm like cool. And then you're trying to read like which carrier airline <laughs> do I go to? And for some reason I saw three of them and I saw Delta and I was so excited. My like, good Delta. She told me she's at door 5. I pull up and that only goes to door three. I get out and it took a while to find a spot for cars to leave to pull in. I'm looking around I'm like, I don't see her anywhere. And then I'm trying to call her and then I stop and I'm like, Delta, why am I at Delta? She flies with United. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I was glad she didn't pick up because that would have been like embarrassing to be like, 
not only was I late because so much happened <laughs> earlier this day, but I also just completely decided that you were at a different airline. So I got back when I was waiting to get back into the line of cars to keep going. I was like, should I ask one of the workers? Cause they have like crossing cards. Like, excuse me, how do I get to United? Because I don't want to be doing loops all the way around. Cause a lot of airports kind of work that way, or at least the nice one at San Jose airport does go in a circle. So if you do miss something, you just keep going and you'll be right there. This one, I wasn't sure. So I was like, oh man, I don't want to be even more lost and be completely on the other side. And the person I'm picking up is in a wheelchair too. So they are not able to just run and find me. I literally need to find exactly where they are so that I can help them get in the car, put all their wheelchairs and everything in. So luckily though, I got on the main part and then just right up ahead, it said United. So I didn't miss it by too much. You know, I shouldn't have turned as early as I did, but it was in that same general area and boom, I was there and it all worked out from there. So I was super grateful, but within that too, which I forgot to mention, I thought I would have enough time when I got off the call, either when I got back from biking, which I only had 15 minutes, so I didn't have time, or when I got off the call, I would have time to get more gas in my car because I only had a quarter of a tank by the time I got back from my friend Jordan's house. And I was like, well, technically this should be enough to get there and back because it's like 40, 40 minutes, so about 40 miles there, maybe 40 miles back, which I thought would be fine. But as I'm going, I'm just staring at the gas meter. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's getting lower and lower. And then around like 50 miles to go before you're done. And that's when we're on our way back. So good, you know, it's a good thing. It does that ding, fuel reserve. And she looks over at me when she hears the ding. And I just pretend like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. Because I also didn't want to be like, yeah, you, you're paying me to pick you up. But being a driver, I actually don't have gas. And I didn't want to stop for gas because it... I don't know, it just wasn't working out. I was like, we just need to get her to her house, but also was low-key paranoid and freaked out that we were going to be on the side of the road waiting for AAA to bring a couple gallons of gas <laughs> so that we could keep going on this journey. But that did not happen, so it ended up working out. I got her back to her house safe, although her electric wheelchair wouldn't start. So I was like, oh goodness, of course, another thing <laughs> that I pushed it back in and she has like walkers so she was able to get in and was going to call her, her repair person the next day but all to say I was like oh my gosh this is insane and then I thought I would have like it said like I think 30 miles by the time I was leaving so it's like it's getting late we need to eat dinner so I'll just drive home and then get gas the next day but then I was calling my mom to let her know like oh, I'm headed home now then I'm like it's now dropped to 28 now to like 18 like it as soon as it gets low on my car it just like dies it's just like so dramatic if you think of it as being a person like the most dramatic thing ever of like you are low on gas fuel reserve then like you are gonna die so i was like i actually just need to stop now so like 80 dollars out of the money she spent or she gave me which is like around 125 so yeah pretty good but i put 80 dollars cash to fill up my car, didn't even fill it up. I probably needed a hundred dollars. So it was good she paid that because I was like, uh, it's basically just filling up my car with gas. So sad. But that was Friday for me. And I was just like, this week was so long. And our manager at my morning job had gone out of town that week. So I had been working till 11 on all the days that I was working, which isn't a huge thing, but it's like two and a half hours or one and a half hours later than I usually do because I typically get off at 9.30, which even just 9.30 to 
11.50, which is usually when I walk the dogs next, is so helpful to have that time to change, to eat, to do a little bit of work here at Fisher Fieldwork before doing the next thing. So it just felt really long. Plus that Friday was just like everything stacked up. And I was like, I don't know why I did this to myself, but also it kind of had to work out that way because the biking I was going to do the week before, but then I had that golf tournament. So that I wanted to hang out with my friend. And then the interview was booked like a month ago. And then the flying thing we talked about many months ago, but then just happened to pop up like two weeks ago that the time and date had been adjusted. So, wow, I survived though, which is good. And then Saturday, we had a couple over from our church for dinner. That was fun and really cool to see how, you know, this used to be a thing of the past of having people over for dinner for no reason. You know, we're not celebrating anything. If anything, maybe to get to know them, but typically it's more of like, hey, we met you at this one event, which my parents did. Let's have you over and get to know you more. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is like when we were little or like childhood of having people over and you just sit around the table and have good food and talk and get to know one another. So that was fun. But Saturdays, like usual, are very busy because I worked till 11 again, then mowed lawns. And, you know, I think I did get a Yeah, I got a nap in there, but then it was cleaning the house and getting ready for that. So boom, 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 another day of just going and going. Although this Wednesday, because one of the guys that I mowed the lawn for, his partner or husband, he does cooking and they wanted me to help them with filming and editing him cooking a dish to put on YouTube. So I told him like, I haven't done any of this professionally. And they're like, no, it's okay. Like, but I have a ring light, a phone, tripod stand, and I have Apple devices. So I told him like, oh, I have Movie Maker that I've done some stuff on and I have, you know, the microphone obviously so we could do a voiceover, add it all together. So I'm going to be doing that Wednesday. So I'll let you know next week how that went. But that was while I was mowing in between all that too. I was like talking about that and planning for that for this upcoming week. I'm like, oh no, Michael, you were supposed to have a nice calm week this week because last week was just you like running around and not, you know, it was getting work done, but not that much work because it was just like, go, 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 go. Which I know you've probably had those weeks too, uh, but wow. Yeah. And then Sunday was just going to church, hanging out with the family and then working to prepare for this week, which I always mention is so helpful to have that one day, even if you can spend a few hours. I mean, it is a bummer because Sunday should be a day of rest and relaxation and just being able to fully recoup. Or I used to always go out rollerblading and stop by the local Starbucks and say hello and pick up a drink or go read a book after I rollerbladed downtown. You know, fun things to get out. Normally, now that I've been swimming, it would be to go and swim again. But this week, you know, with my leg being a little messed up, I didn't want to push myself too far and too hard. And I kind of knew if I went out swimming, I wouldn't be able to do everything I needed to do, which would mean tomorrow I would be more stressed out and not starting the week out as good as I should be or as good as I could be starting it out. So it is weird. And I know you've experienced this too, where you do have to sacrifice some of the more fun things or activities in your life to be like, this will set me up better for the day. So the temporary like pain of not doing something fun will be worth it because the long term for this coming week, which is many days, not just a two hour segment where I got to swim, that will be much more helpful. And I actually, by the time you're listening to this on Monday, <laughs> it will, I don't know when you listen to this because we do have some people that listen as soon as it comes out, but I will be already have done an interview because I had an interview today too. So I was like, well, 
so much to do that I want to get what I can done done on Sunday so that Monday I can get through that and then jump into the week because we are featuring a business which comes with its next steps of work to do. So I was like, oh my goodness, well, we are jumping in, but we are going to be prepared and ready to go. The other note of that though, as we talk a little bit about Fisher Philbrick and the business is, so it was so exciting. We had that Friday interview, which will be this week. We had the interview today, which will be the following week. So that's two businesses back to back. But then we are out of people who have applied and are in the system to be featured. So if you know anyone, please let them know about the show, this opportunity. It really is a great promotion opportunity and really fun just to share your journey, to talk about what you've done and where you have been. And hey, picking up some new listeners, new people to figure out about your brand, your company, your journey, and potentially even jump into being your customers. It really is so worth it. So if you know anyone, please, please let them know. We have the link to apply here, or you can even message me on my personal Instagram or the Fisher Philbrick Instagram or email. However, you need to get in contact with me to be like, hey, this person might be interested. Cool. I have responses ready to go to welcome them and let them know (laughs) what we're all about and what it looks like. Or maybe you're listening and you're a business owner yourself and you have been waiting to jump in. Now is the time. Go ahead and do it now. I know it, it really does make you think about what you're doing in your business. So preparing for this will be beneficial for your own business in itself. Even if you're like, we're kind of new as a business or we don't know or I don't feel like I'm ready. Don't worry, this whole process will be set up to put you in the best light and put your best foot forward for what we're going to be doing with you and working with you. So that's my little thing about that. If not, just keep us in your prayers that we can find some new, cool, awesome businesses because that's what we need to keep this business going. And then from here are kind of our last two sections before we close this episode. The first one on Coffee Up and then we'll get to some encouragement kind of tied in within that but coffee dip cup as you know or you should know if not go back a couple of you know monday morning with michael and i talk a lot about this but in even in the getting ready to start i talk extensively about that but coffee dip cup is an online coffee brand that i am most likely going to be starting i haven't gotten to the point where i say like i am starting this but I am moving along with the steps of what it would be like to start an online coffee brand, which would one day lead me to having my own coffee shop and cafe. It was something that I didn't think was going to come for another three to four years. But then after talking with Valerie via Cradle in that awesome business episode, so go back and listen to that because that's where it really all sparked and showed me like, whoa, I could do this now. But it was something I thought I couldn't do, but now I'm like, maybe I can. And I've kind of just been waiting to see you know, if I should be going forward with this, if I'm getting green lights, if I feel like God is wanting me to do this, then I'm moving forward. And so far, you know, from what I can tell and what I can feel and my gut instinct is telling me to keep moving forward. So if you wanted to know where I'm at with that, I am waiting to get a quote for samples of coffee and how much that will cost for them to then place the order and send a couple of different regions in Ethiopia to my house so I can sample them. They will be in one pound bags though. So I will need to think up, you know, tasting parties and have some people over. I actually don't know that many people that I would want to invite over, but I might also send some of the samples to other people that I'm friends with and I've worked with that are even in different states. I think that would be super fun of like, test them out, let me know your thoughts, or take a little video of you drinking and sipping a, but, a, a bit, a bit of the coffee, and we'll see, you know, from there 
how it tastes and where to go. I'm pretty sure I already know the region I want to do it on just because there is one region where coffee was discovered where it first came about. So to me, that makes the most sense. And you know, and being smart about how can I push myself forward the best with this venture because it's something new to me, something I'm not completely, you know, like confident in just because anytime you're doing something for the first time, this would be a product-based business. There's going to be a lot I'm going to have to learn. So I'm like, what can I do to set myself forward and at the best advantage for doing something like this? So a lot of these things like getting samples is a big part of it, even though I'm pretty sure I'm going to do this or I'm pretty sure I want to do that. So I'm going to be waiting to hear this week about that. And then they'll go forward with getting that there. And they're trying to see, Valerie is trying to see if they can sample printing out a sticker to put on the bags because I thought I would be customizing my own bags and shipping them to Ethiopia so that they could pack it all and then ship them back. But that will cost probably about around $2,000 to do so. And I'm like, oh man, the coffee is already probably gonna be seven to $8,000. Just looking on the like, maybe it's a little under seven, but really like think a little more <laughs> just in case. And I'm thinking like maybe 8,000. Do I wanna add 2,000 to that? No. If it's just a couple hundred more for them to print out stickers, that might be the route. So this past week I did some mock-ups of stickers and I sent them to Valerie. She's going to check to see if they can print them out and put them on at least one of the bags so I can kind of see what that looks like. My initial concern had been that it might look cheesy or, you know, not professional. And if I'm going to be charging what I need to charge to make money from this, it needs to look as good as it can. It needs to be competing with, say, Starbucks, Pete's Coffee, Phil's Coffee, you know, the bigger coffee brands, even though it is just a small company. So I initially was very against doing the stickers. But then with the costs and then how she mentioned it in her email, I felt like I was opened up to the idea. And then when I created the designs, I was pretty happy with the designs I created. So I'm like, maybe this is that green light to move forward in this direction, even though I didn't think I was supposed to go in that direction. So it's very weird how it's all working out. And I'm glad that I have this podcast so I can share with you about this, because I think if I do move forward with all this and it becomes its own business, it's a new business you will be wanting to go back and listen to all of this so you can figure out like what was the process. Another interesting thing that I was emailed over was deciding if I wanted the sample beans to be washed versus natural beans. And I was like, I've drinking so much coffee. I've worked within the coffee world. You know, I've, I've done so much with coffee and I was like, I don't even know what that means. So I had to look it up and it's all about when basically when they take the bean out of the fruit so there's a coffee fruit and then you want the coffee bean so the bean is inside of the fruit and if i'm getting this correctly the natural version is you pick the fruit and you leave it in the fruit until it kind of like dries out and then you remove the fruit and then you have the bean and then you move forward with the process of like roasting it and i guess in the natural one it tends to have more fruity flavors because you know why do you think because it's been inside of the fruit for longer however with natural it can be less consistent across the board so maybe my first batch of a thousand bags of one pound bags maybe that will be really good and like have a nice fruity flavor but then say i mean and i would hope i get to reorder which would mean the business is going well maybe that round the flavor is different and all of a sudden people who love the coffee are like it's not as fruity this time or it's too fruity and it's just you know not as good as last time boom i've just lost a repeat customer so in comparison you have washed beans which after they pick them 
they like soak them in water and use a process. They just kept saying it, it uses a lot of water. So if you want to be better for the environment, do the natural way. But as I read more and more, I was like, the washed version will get you more consistent flavors across the board. So that's something when I was, because I was trying to look up like, what does Starbucks do? What does this place do? And no one will say what they do with their own beans. It's so frustrating because they, they just want to keep that a secret. They don't want to have people pick sides like, oh, I would rather them do this. But they do have articles that explain what I just told you. So when I thought about it, though, using some critical thinking, I was like, if you are a giant coffee company and your whole thing is selling coffee, you want consistency. And that's what Starbucks, what a lot of these other places are known for is being consistent in their types of coffees, their region, regional coffees, their blends of coffees. So without actually having a direct answer, I was like, well, I think these bigger companies would do washed. So ergo, I'm doing washed beans. <laughs> so kind of a lot to go into it because I didn't even know all that went into choosing coffee beans was how they first pick them and what they do in those first stages. So now you know, whoa, I would have washed coffee beans if I get to move forward <laughs> with this idea. But from here, kind of the last part with what I'm thinking is like a green light or what I've seen to be a green light is when I first started this idea and talking with Valerie, of course, I'm excited about it. I love coffee. I've done a lot with coffee. I want to do a lot with coffee and having a, a coffee shop and a cafe. And I just kind of thought like, it's just going to be really tricky to sell this many. And I don't really know how I'm going to do that, but I think I can do it. You know, I'm always up for a challenge. So I'm like, I think I can do it. You know, it'll be hard. I'll learn a lot, but I'll probably have to do like paid marketings as far as like ads and I'll have to do this and figure out that and it's going to be tricky but if I can sell a thousand bags like boom at least I sold that and then I can see from there so kind of looking at it as it's like you know like oh man Fisher Philbrook has been hard to get it up on off the ground and I feel like we haven't even gotten off the ground we're like on the runway just the first few feet <laughs> as far as the traction and what we actually need to get in the air and just kind of soar through these first steps, which I thought as, you know, I, I always say this, I thought it would be a lot faster, but it's taken, you know, like that seven months to get the first person. And then now like we've almost ran out of people and I've messaged like over the last few weeks, I have been messaging more businesses and people just ignore it. They're not moving forward. So whatever that means. So I was kind of thinking of that for this one too. And I'm like, oh, it's just going to be a lot on my shoulders and a lot like mentally, emotionally to like kind of push through and figure out, even though like I'm not having to touch the product, it would go to a third party fulfillment center. And I would mostly just do the website and the, the content <laughs> marketing and creating content to put out and about. So within that, that was kind of how I was looking at it. But then in my emails with Valerie, she was like, oh, hey, by the way, I just finished reading this book. It talks about private label coffee companies, which is what I'm doing. That's what it would be considered, private label coffee company. They produce coffee from many other companies. The only difference is they just slap their name on the bag or they provide their own bag. So that's what I would be doing. And really, that's what a ton of companies do. If you look at even cereal, I think that's the easiest one. You can buy the same type of cereal and they just have different brands on them. And I'm like, these Malto meals taste good and they're cheaper than the like frosted flakes kellogg's i'm like oh yeah they probably <laughs> they probably make them all in the same factory and they just shoot it into a different bag seal it up send it to the grocery store so that's what this is doing but she had read a book she linked it for me said she thought she went to the same like christian university as this guy i think he's older than both of us 
but you know all in all i was like okay i'll check it out and it was called or is called 12 months to 1 million dollars pretty sure that is the title i'll put it in the show notes though in case you want to look it up but i saw it was like about 19 dollars on amazon which isn't bad but i also you know i'm very impatient and i just want stuff right away and i have these two barnes and noble gift cards that i've just been waiting to use one from a couple years ago that i got for christmas from a family friend and then i think last year on my birthday a co-worker gave me a gift card for barnes and noble because i was super into reading she was also into reading it was so nice of her and i've just been waiting and she always asked have you gone yet i'm like no i still am getting through the stack of books that i was already given and i'm still trying to figure out what book i should get so i decided i'm like well you know what if the local barnes and noble has it in stock then i'm going to go there after i swim one day and i'll use my gift cards and even though it will be more expensive because new bookstore like new books at bookstores are just so expensive and this came out in 2020 so it's not new in itself but buying a new book i would rather go to a used bookstore and yay get your savings and someone's already worn in the cover and the spine for you (laughs) so good the downside though is there might be blood boogers food dandruff dead skin you know there i found some gross stuff in books mostly from the library but you know could also be in a used bookstore who knows and i know just now all of that you're like um that was too much information and you're just imagining all of all of what could be in in those books that you have currently on your bookshelf but they ended up having the book at the bookstore i actually couldn't find it though because they said i could do like an order ahead and it'd be ready in two hours but what did i say i'm impatient i'm like no i can find a book it's in the business section it should be like either by the author's first name, typically last name, but I can find it. So I went to the business section, looked through all, it was by last name, couldn't find it anywhere. Nowhere to be found. They had something about 12 weeks to something. So I'm like, 12, awesome. And it was the same last name. And I was like, but it's a different first name. And this is a different title. So I went to the help table or like help desk that they had. And I showed them the title. I'm like, it says you have this in stock. I looked here, I did this can you help me find it? Where would it be? And the guy was like, well, it should be in the business section and this and this section. Let's go look. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I looked. So we looked, he couldn't find it either until as we were ready to give up and just be like, no, it's not going to happen. He sees it in a different section, not too far away, but not alphabetized. So most likely someone pulled it out to read the synopsis and just randomly put it back. People, come on, don't be that person. Put it back where you found it. But he found it the very last copy they had and i was so happy and that in itself was like a little green light of like i thought i just wasted the drive out there i was gonna have to go home and be like well i guess i have to do amazon but i don't really have the money to do that and i don't want to put it on a credit card i have so many expenses that have built up around this time which maybe i'll share about that next monday but that in itself i was like whoa awesome the last copy and then the gift cards i had covered it and i still have more on one of the gift cards which i was like oh man now i have to plan another time time to go back but i started reading that and it is like it's a really interesting and cool book in that it is focused on a product-based business and i'm only like i've had it for about a week and a half and i'm only like two chapters in and i think the most helpful thing with these books you know it is to take it slow because there's so much good information in there that i really want to soak it up and as i'm reading through i'm kind of working on the concept and idea of this business and brand in itself so if that makes sense i'm reading it and then 
usually I'll go and walk Zoe or, you know, as I'm going throughout the day, we'll spend time thinking about this and like, how can I tie in what he was mentioning? Kind of the thing I'm on now is targeting and knowing exactly who your customer is. Because once you know that, according to the book, then building a brand around that with the items they'll purchase and what you're going to be offering is so much easier and will get you to be much more successful rather than just coming up with a random product and being like, yay, this is the product that everyone wants or what I think everyone wants. And is it? I don't know. It could be. It could not be. But if you know who your customer is, you can kind of twist that around to be like, it's not just a spoon, but this is a spoon for dads who are tired of watching their kids and want to have a giant bowl of ice cream and get more ice cream in that spoon. <laughs> and I just made that up now, so it's so random. But if you know your customer is a dad who's worked a long day, who's put the kids to bed and just wants to enjoy like something sweet and treat themselves, then you have not just a spoon that could fit within that, but you know all these other items that you could include in upcoming products to offer to that customer, which is your dad who works a lot and takes care of the family and spends the night just wanting to relax. So hopefully that's <laughs> a good brief description of that, but that has been super helpful as I'm looking into like, okay, I'm not just doing a coffee business. You know, I'm not just selling pounds of coffee or one pound of coffee. I'm making a brand. So that has been the exciting part in how my mindset has shifted from how I just explained that I was like, oh, okay, like maybe it'll work. Maybe I won't be successful and I'll just kind of waste like around $10,000 on this. But if God wants it to happen, then cool, he can make it happen. But uh, I don't know to like, well, this book is for entrepreneurs. And, you know, the main thing with this book is to get it profitable enough so that you could then sell it or get bought out for a business that's a million or over a million dollars. So to me, that sparks something even bigger of like, whoa, it has potential. And they give examples for coffee shops and other businesses. It's like littered throughout with different case studies of people they've worked with through his company. And I was like, well, this is so much bigger. This can be so much bigger than poor me trying to sell coffee. <laughs> like I can't get anyone to buy my children's books that I've made that are actually really cool. So you should go to my website or social media and buy them mmarlonwhite.com. But you know, like this could be a big business that I can either sell later on if I wanted to, or, you know, ideally I do want to keep it because I want to have a coffee shop and cafe on my future attraction farm. So whether or not like what I do with it, my mind shift, my, oh, it sounded like I swore, my, I said mind shift, my mindset has shifted to this idea of like, oh, I can do much more with this. I don't need to be like, oh, poor me. I can be like, boom we're coming out of this. Like I've worked at a startup. I've worked in so many jobs. I'm good working with people. I know this. I can do this. Like what are my strengths and how can I use this book to help me push this business forward? And yes, of course, just because you read a book doesn't mean things are all going to work out. But at the same time, if someone is offering advice of things that they've seen work for hundreds of people that they've worked with, you kind of have to be stupid not to at least consider it and go through what they are suggesting and what they're offering. He also has a podcast that goes along with the book where he is like the episodes are talking with people in like coaching sessions. So it's different than say like this podcast or interviewing someone because they're working through someone's idea, someone's business. So I've started listening to that too. And all to say as we wrap up this Coffee Up Cup <laughs> update is that 
I feel like that was in itself another green light because she didn't have to send me that book. She didn't know exactly how I was feeling and that I was like, you know, I like the idea, but I'm not sure I can actually follow through and do this to be successful. But she sent that to me and I got the book and I got the last book and whoa, 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 whoa. So I'm excited to see this week with the samples of like, I think maybe a green light will be if they can actually print out those stickers that I did the mock-ups of and that would just be crazy because I didn't think I wanted the stickers, but now I'm kind of thinking I might actually like the stickers on the package and having them do that. So I don't know, but as we keep going within this to close it out with some encouragement, I mentioned briefly that I will think about these ideas while I am walking and particularly walking Zoe. And I just wanted to bring that up as something encouraging and kind of the first part within that is to make sure that you are being active and exercising in your life. I know a lot of people say that, but it really is so important for so many different reasons. So yes, of course, it is not good to be sitting around and being sedentary and it, that can like shorten your life. <laughs> if you're always sitting, you're not getting up, you're not moving around, you have bad, bad posture, like it will affect you so much later in life. So yes, it's good not only just for your physical health, but also so much more as far as your mental, emotional health, it can be calming, it can reduce stress and anxiety. Sometimes the exercises you're doing can allow you to think about things, to work through scenarios in your mind and can bring about new ideas. So that's what I found with walking. So whatever your exercise is, it could be swimming, but when I'm swimming, it's hard. When I'm lifting weights, it's hard and I'm not enjoying the weights. And I'm like, when can I stop this? I'm like, gross, why do people do this every day? How do they do this? So that's not for me a good mindset. Swimming, I do enjoy doing that, but it is very tiring and hard. And I'm like, just keep going to the next wall. Okay, flip turn, keep going to the next one. Okay, keep going. So it's more like I need to be encouraging and like telling myself to keep going. So I can't do it in those forms of things, but walking for me has been so easy to get a lot of those benefits. And when I'm talking about walking, I would be saying like, go out in the fresh air, <laughs> go out walking around your neighborhood, get outside. You could go on walking trails if you live by a lake or somewhere where they actually have trails. But I really enjoy just going around the neighborhood. I think that is really fun in that you get to see nature everything that's around you. You can see people that live in your neighborhood, just look at the neighborhood itself, enjoy the houses, the trees, have streets that you like to walk down. And eventually, if you go at the same time, you see the same people walking their dogs, <laughs> the same people going out for their walks or watering their flowers. And whether you're friendly or not, it can just be a nod, say hello, give a little wave. But I found that to be so helpful as either a way to start your day or really for myself to end the day. So as I'm coming to the end of the day, it's five o'clock, maybe six o'clock, and I'm like, let's go out for a walk. I'll take Zoe with me, and we'll just spend a time like going on a slow walk. Maybe it's, I think when we go like 15, 20, maybe half hour if it's a little longer. When I did that one though with her, because she's getting old, I think she's 10 or 11, I had to carry her for part of it because she was just going too slow. I'm like, Zoe, we are now going to be late for making dinner, so hurry up. Let's Go. But I think it is all about choosing your preference, whether it's the time of day. And I do walk dogs. And the first walk I do with the dogs, which is my dog walking job, it's more physical. And that's me more of like listening to something, whether it's a podcast, my own podcast. So I'll be listening to this one later on today when I'm walking to hear, how did I do? How did it go? How did I come across? And that is something where I can't usually spend the time thinking because I have two bigger dogs that I'm trying to control and make sure they stay on track. 
they are pooping or trying to sniff when they shouldn't be, cleaning up poop, making sure they don't chase after other dogs, that I have a good handle on them, that we're going at a good pace because they need to be exercised. That's the whole point of this walk. So for me, that's not a good thinking one. Just as like swimming or lifting weights for me is not a good time to be thinking about new ideas or going down that route. But my walks with Zoe are much slower since she can't walk fast. And that allows for better thinking and preparing. And I think that if you haven't tried this type of a walk, you definitely should because if you listen to some of the very first episodes that I had with Fisher Philbrick, I talk about how such a big part of coming up with all the ideas of what we are today as a business really came from taking these walks that I did in the evening with Zoe. Just time at the end of the day, I finished most of really all of the big things I had for the day. So that already is like, whoo, good. I got that done. All I have to do left is make dinner and I'll be excited to make dinner and getting outside is just so refreshing. And like, I have time to walk slowly to think about different ideas that I have. Even with Fisher Filbert kids, when I was creating the characters in the songs, that was another time I used those walks to come up with a lot of the characters, the story ideas, the songwriting different, like the, the one main song that I'm going to have, I came up with the chorus while walking and I would sing like the ideas into my phone and then listen back. And then the next day I would listen. And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of off. Let's try this. And it's stuff maybe I could do while at home or at my desk, but really I can't. And even though I am super creative, there's something about walking that really does the trick for me. And I know that's true for other entrepreneurs, other business owners, other people in general. And you can look back, they have stories of like all these famous people that came up with their great idea while walking, while going out for a stroll. So I think even though it sounds so simple and stupid and you're like, how can you be encouraged by that? I would say for me, it helped me create this business. It helped create Fisher Filbert Kids, which yes, is on pause, but once the time is ready, it's going to come back full force. So it created two different big elements of this business. And now I'm using it to help me create the coffee brand and business that I'm going to have Coffee Dub Cup. So what does that mean for you? It would mean, what does it mean and what could it mean in your own life if you start taking walks like this? If you can go out and just be alone with yourself, with your surroundings, maybe with your dog or with someone else and see like what positive things can come from your life, from just reflecting on your day for what you want to do for the next few days, having that time to relax, recover and just get ready for what's to come even if you don't have a business you're planning i don't know what it could be working through problems or situations in your life there's so much that can come from this sort of a walk and i think that is amazing how cool is that that you know i could pay all the money to have a really fancy office or i could pay no money and be at home and still i can't come up with the same ideas that i could if I go out on one of these walks. So I think the same can be said for yourself as well. So why not go and give that a try, whether it's today or sometime this week, I would challenge you to go out for a stroll. It could be in the morning. I mean, afternoon is kind of hot, so I would not do that. But as it gets cooler and as we move into fall, maybe a nice afternoon walk is perfect. I prefer the evening, so early evening. I, I like it when the light is still out because once it's dark, I'm like, it's scary. You should be inside eating and going to bed. <laughs> because I have to get up at 4.15. So yes, it needs to be before the sun is out. But that is my challenge for you. I want to see how much good stuff you can create. So definitely let me know if you do this and if you've seen any improvements or if you're like, 
whoa, I went on a couple of these walks and I now know what next steps to take in this part of my life. Or I have new ideas for a business or like, whoa, I'm so excited to talk about this. I found with this book I'm reading by Ryan Daniel Moran is that I'll read a bit of it and then go straight into the walk so then I can think about directly what I just read about what he was just suggesting. And I think that's so cool for yourself too if you are working through a book of any sort to give it some time, read it, and then boom, head straight into your walk and be like, let's think about this. Have some thinking time because thinking time is so important and it is overlooked as being such an important part to really anything you do in your life. Your thoughts, as I say in the How to Be the Best Human Sponge a couple episodes back, your thoughts become your words, become your actions. And yeah, so it is important to spend your time thinking. With that though, I'm going to wish you a very great rest of your day, a great work week, and just know that you can do so much in this day and this week. Just remain positive, optimistic, looking forward and being grateful for what you have, thankful for where you've been put on earth. Maybe you fell off your scooter too and you don't know why, but just knowing like, hey, maybe I was just meant to fall off my scooter and I am now still alive today because of that. You know, do I know that? No, but I like to think, (laughs) I like to think it, right? (laughs) So with that, have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.